0: This episode of the Shark Tank Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu podcast is sponsored by Tortuga Soap Company, handcrafted natural soap made for grapplers and everyone else. These guys have a wide variety of fantastic soaps, tea tree, lavender soap, goat's milk soap, French pressed coffee soap, unscented coconut with exfoliating shredded coconut, (laughs) lemongrass, tangerine, cinnamon oatmeal, you get the idea. These guys are the man. Uh, Their website is tortugasoap.com. You can also find them on Etsy, and on ebay this episode is also sponsored by crash kimonos which is an independent key company uh, with limited releases no boring mass produced skis from these guys their most recent release was called the flawless victory uh, that was worn by pan am gold medalist donald stickney in uh, the 2015 pan am's their website is at crashkimono's.net.
1: okay everybody this is the first ever Shark Tank BJJ podcast at Fort Foster, Kittery, Maine, um, outdoor rolling event. (laughs) I'm here with Abe, Amanda, Travis, Gabriel, Andrea, and Novia. Um, We're here chilling, we're rolling, and um, we're talking today. We want to talk about what exactly is the BJJ lifestyle that you hear about all the time um I think we all have I mean I think about this a lot like what exactly is it and I don't even know what it is but I'm curious as to what everybody else thinks about it so Abe what if I say to you the BJJ lifestyle what do you think what do you say Uh,
2: that's that's such a loaded question um you know I definitely feel like it's different out here on the east coast compared to everything you see is you know surfing and and uh you know, hang loose and all that. I don't really know what encumbers the Northeast. <laughs> I don't know if I really have an answer I for can, you. I can live the
1: BJJ lifestyle without surfing?
2: Yeah, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm cool enough. What about uh, acai? I, I, I can't even say it right, so I'm I definitely, <laughs> uh, I, I definitely not allowed to eat it. <laughs> I think you have to be able to say it first. We can get frozen acai out here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you can get a Trader
1: show. I, uh, I get it.
0: I get it. I get it. I call it to me. I still call
1: it a kai. Akai. Okay. Akai. <laughs> okay. yeah. uh, Amanda and I once got into an argument over the pronunciation of acai. Well, I think it's important now uh, that you tell us that story. Full disclosure. Yep. I mean, I don't, it was a long time ago, but um, I forget. No, what it I'm, is jo- now. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but I was wrong. I'm sure. <laughs> um, I was totally wrong. Amanda, as Amanda lives, Amanda has been uh, indoctrinated into the, the world of Brazilian jiu jitsu mm-hmm. yeah. um, by force, possibly, and right an osmosis. What, if I say to you, because maybe you don't, uh, maybe you have a different perspective, what do you think of when you hear BJJ lifestyle? What is BJJ lifestyle to you?
3: Well, it's um, train take a shower go home take a little vacation for like you know eight hours and then start it all over the next day when you see your buddies all uh, you know greeting each other on mats so you do the same and uh, you know everyone starts to become a big family and you just you know make it a part of your life
0: that's fantastic man yeah it, so it's for you, it's, all, it's, it, it's focused on the actual training?
3: I think so. Training and starts. then, Damn. you know, my brothers in jiu-jitsu, you know, being a part of the family and the community. Um, you know, when special events go on, you make sure you're a part of it um, and supporting each other for sure, even in, in everyone's personal lives, like work lives or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Little kids running around in the background, <laughs> running around on the mats. What, what do you think the difference? Is there a difference of uh, the judo family and versus jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu family? Well, there's definitely a difference between judo and Brazilian
0: jiu-jitsu. Um, basically because, at least the, the format of judo that, that I was exposed to a little less than 20 years ago, even then was pretty sport-oriented. So the the goals are pretty well defined. If you're going to compete, oh, there's the doggie. <laughs> uh, if you're going to compete, then you're going to find, you know, what your best way to win according to rules that are in front of you, and you're going to go and do that. And I think there's probably a similarity there between competition in
1: Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and, and Judo. But um, I feel like the only way you got promoted where we were was, you know, through competition, right, and yeah. to call
0: to call George out. Uh, George George was there before me, so George's uh, got a deep judo background as well. Um, I feel like. There was, like, a structure to it, and it may be because it runs in such a Japanese style or whatever, but I feel like um, that structure was something really cool for someone like me. I was pretty lost when I started that action. And uh, I was that sort of typical martial artist who, who was looking for, you know, an alternative father figure and a way out of, you know, all the dangerous shit that I was doing to myself at the time. So, um... That, I think, is the same in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well for younger people. I think, uh, you know, where I'm at now, it represents something different. But for younger people, uh, absolutely. I think the biggest difference culturally, there's a really strict uh, uh, structure for promoting people in Judo. And in most martial arts, uh, older martial arts there is. In Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it's sort of like, you know, you're going to get promoted in many schools kind of because I feel like you're ready for blue belt or brown belt. What I love about this particular school that we're both in, that we we studied uh, in, is that that's a lot more um, focused on the people that are teaching it. And the guys that are teaching here are so experienced that blue belts are blue belts, brown belts are brown belts, purple belts are purple belts. So as a result, I feel like... For me, the BJJ lifestyle isn't about belts. It's not about, you know, are you a purple belt, or are you a blue belt, oh, I have blue belt, I tapped a purple belt, or any of that kind of stuff, um, whereas I feel like that's a little more like that in judo. I think in, I think there are definitely some schools that are like that, but for me, no, I feel like uh, the, the biggest difference is it's a lot more relaxed. That said, the way the rules work, it's, you now I make a lot of enemies, it's a way tougher workout. It's a way tougher workout. Nobody's coming to save you in, in BJJ. No. you're never standing up. In 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 judo, you know, you're uh, George and I are in different weight classes. Uh, I go, you know, hold, you know, George on the mat. He can't quite get up, but he gets himself in a position. Count to five. Ref says stand up. We'll start again. Yeah. George gets out free. Now in uh. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, man, George's sitting on my head. I can't go anywhere. And the only person who's going to save me is me. So, a uh, big difference there.
1: What is it about, um, Abe, what is it about jiu-jitsu that makes people want to come in, start a soap company? Start? <laughs> I just saw a picture the <laughs> other day. I saw a picture can, the other yeah. day of, of his, like, oh, good, you got your second stripe on your white belt. Now you can go start your own t-shirt company or whatever it was. <laughs> it's what is it about, I mean... We all here are doing something. We're we're doing a podcast now. We're doing, uh, you know, Tortuga Soap Company, um, Crash Kimonos, Gabriel Richards Photography. We're all got like this own thing. What, what is it about jiu-jitsu where we all feel like this thing to do something? What
2: do you think? Uh, well, like you said, it's two stripe white belt. You know, at that point, you still feel invincible. Like you're, you know, you're you're covering so much ground and learning so much. You just feel like you can do anything like and suddenly you know your whole
1: life just changed. suddenly you
2: know i you know i'm usually afraid of my own shadow but suddenly i think i can become a salesman and open up a sales based you know company <laughs> and uh, that's how invincible it makes you feel and then but you know it's kind of like getting your blue belt reality sets in a little bit and uh, i mean it's still all good but yeah there's a lot of you gotta try twice as hard now yeah you gotta you just gotta try twice as hard exactly um, a lot of
4: like people wanting to make a difference, wanting to leave their personal stamp on Jiu Jitsu, and especially in the white belt stage.
1: Or even the world, right? right? I no, mean, the sure, whole world, for sure,
4: man. For sure. And I mean, it, it's a community that is all over the world. Mm. I mean, with my pictures, I'll share something, and someone from God only knows wherever they are, likes it. And the f- I mean, I find that to be the coolest it's thing. It's unbelievable. I think it's awesome. Yeah. That someone yeah. who I would never meet before in life, you know, Is liking my stuff and asking me hey how do you do this how do you do that you know I mean looking at me like I'm some black belt in photography when I don't look at myself that way you know I think that's is kind of jujitsu shining through and keeping us all hungry but humble
1: just as a recent example I mean we met you then we met you know the guy you knew Monte Monte comes and trains with us in Portsmouth he's from Los Angeles man and now like you know, we have this awesome connection with a dude in Los Angeles, who's yeah, a cool sure. guy, and uh, it's like we're Well, he's got the
4: grapple-thon. Yeah, You've right. got Crash, you've got Tortuga. You know, everybody's hungry for something. And I think, you know, I always say it, we rise by lifting others. You find that in Jiu-Jitsu just repetitively, over and over and mm-hmm. over again. People that maybe would normally not help you out respect you because you're willing to step on the mat. People that you would never meet you know, you, you get to meet. Some of the most badass people I've ever found are normally people that are like super nerds or however you want to categorize it. And they're truly the guys that get it the best. They get oh, yeah. jujitsu, the, the fine little details, the invisible jujitsu, whatever. They get it better than, you know, someone who's like myself, who's, you know, yes, maybe I'm physically strong or athletic or whatever, but I gotta think twice as hard as they do.
1: I mean, one of the first times I was in, we went down to Mass BJJ in Acton and trained with guys who I, you know, I look up to and I think I was a white belt, uh, but I thought I was super, super tough, you know, judo guy, whatever, tough guy, Um, and I go down to Mass BJJ noon class and I just got annihilated by a bunch of nerds. Mm -hmm. I was in the training room after and guys got math tattoos and I was like, this blew my mind. I was like, what just happened to me? Yeah, right. I just got beat up by a bunch of nerds. And you either look at it like,
3: that was awesome. That, right? Or, and you're like, wow. Oh, man,
1: come on, yeah, right." Yeah, I don't know about that. And, and it blew my, yeah, it. I loved it. I blew my mind and I loved it. And I was like, because I'm a little dude, obviously. And uh, it blew my mind and made me want it even more, man. It made me actually, it changed my whole way of thinking and being like, wow, man, the toughest guy is not necessarily the biggest, walking around, loudest dude. It's the guy who's teaching him at the class that we call the librarian, you know? Right, I think it's uh, Jiu-Jitsu.
2: The bigger guy is actually, it's almost, it slows him down, I mean, literally, but it, it seems like the smaller you are, I mean, it's all technique. You have to, you know. I'm, I complain about if I have to roll somebody who's twenty pounds heavier, and you know, then I look at you know you guys, and I'm like, what the hell am I complaining about? Well, Amanda, well,
0: yeah, you guys, you can't get to see, but Abe, but uh, Abe's kind of a monster, so
2: he's the juggernaut.
1: <laughs> and Amanda <laughs> is the smallest one of us all. So, what do you think, Amanda, about like the little person, the like?
3: Um, well, I don't know. I think Abe kind of nailed it about the smaller, smallest people have to rely on the most technique. So, uh, you know. Size doesn't matter for sure. And uh, I don't know, size shouldn't scare you away from it either. You know, there should be more little people doing jujitsu.
4: To empower them. Absolutely, for sure. I look at things, so many things in life now that before I was like, oh, now I'm just, oh, okay, let's do this. How how are we gonna figure it out? Oh yeah, absolutely. When I roll with people like Derek or I started out with a guy, who would literally, when we were both white belts together, he was six six, almost 400 pounds. This guy was a monster. I mean, he didn't even know what he was doing, and he would beat me. I didn't really know much either, but you know, yeah. I would I would have to like wear him down, and then I'd get him in a rear naked choke or you know something like that. I'd never get him in an armbar because he would just he would literally do throws yeah. right. with me. Right. But I figured out that. He's got more lactic acid. He's, he's got more things that are going against him than I do. So I just, if I push, 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 he's push, push, and keep him. my distance, yeah. boom, eventually he's just going to start wearing down. He's going to start gassing out, and I have to attack. Mm-hmm. Which taught I, me a lot of things in life as well.
0: I feel like there's a, a number of us have been to a, a bunch of different clubs, too, and... Uh, I think that has something to do with it too. Some of the clubs are a little more competition oriented. Some of the clubs are a little more family oriented. You know, uh, a lot of them have kids. Some clubs don't have kids classes, right? You know, are basically MMA gyms or whatever. I think one of the things that's interesting about this, I think the reason why at least this group is is lighted on this, and I noticed this in a lot of the Northeast uh, uh, gyms, the, the clubs that I've been to, is that there's a wide age range involved in the adult class. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's because the classes aren't super huge that you get a little more of a mix in the uh, the advanced class isn't you know only guys who are going to the Pan Ams or that kind of thing. So I think certainly you know our club's interesting. There's there's probably, I don't know, eight, eight or nine people over the age of 40 in the club. Um,
1: I mean, on a given night, you could have um you're talking about 18 year old kid that's he's right yeah you know a couple women year to man. fit or 60 i feel like Al is 60 something no
0: let's 50 not something, let's 50 something let's not call uh-huh. people out for their age <laughs> yeah, he's the
1: chaperone but he's not here <laughs> yeah. but anyway right. he's there and he's just yeah. starting and he yeah. and so and you'll have pan am champion gold well, medal uh, pan am champion on the mat at the same right, time right but you hit yeah, on the, but you hit on the person. point
0: yeah, there, it's not a bunch of 50 year old guys who are brown belts and black belts and have done right, it twenty belt. years? You get new belt. guys, oh, yeah. and so I think when you get into that situation, you will still get bulldogs coming in. Sure. You know, white belts will come in who are powerful dudes. High school
1: wrestlers. Yeah,
0: I mean, seriously, wrestlers. yeah, college guys. Um, and they're kind of forced right away into a situation where you could really cause some damage to some of the smaller people in the in the class who are lower belts, but. Then they run into guy like George, who's this tiny, tiny, tiny little person. Look oh, how little, small teeny, he is! Tiny, <laughs> little
1: guy. If he was
0: just Irish, I would oh, say horrible things, oh, but he's not. He's Irish. He is Irish. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little Essentially, Irishman. he's a leprechaun. Hey, hey! You guys said it. Not I didn't we say that. A I would never he's say that about lolly lolly George. <laughs> I'm not gonna bring attention to his size. If Trevor was here, I think he's a little bit smaller. Oh, okay, him. great. Anyway, the point is that uh, El Toro Tuga here ends up rolling with these guys and then he the hell out of them. So it's a good situation for the club overall because you have little people, big people, you got young people, old people, and uh, I think everybody benefits from it because it's a lot of technique. But if you decide that you're in a bad mood and you want that roll, then you got that roll if you want, you know. So we're pretty lucky there.
1: So we got like, you know, purple belts here. Um Blue belts, but so we got a white belt here, and the, uh, like the probably the newest. Actually, member why don't you tag in for crew. me, Travis? Come on um, here. I would like to know and see like what what you think when I number one. I, I would. I mean, I kind of know. I think how you started, maybe, but I'd be curious to know like when I say, you know, are you here? BJJ lifestyle or you know the, whatever that is. Um, what do you think? Uh, what what do you think that is? What does it mean to you and like? How did you even end up with us? How how did you find us?
5: Um, I think I ended up coming to you because you're the nearest school, and I've always wanted to do some sort of martial art. Or is it your niece wasn't your niece? Yeah, uh, is that did that Mad- I- Madison the yeah. six year old was was taking it also? Right. So she,
4: yeah, I guess she opened the door. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is a perfect example of jujitsu. A six year old opened the door right. to a grown man. Yeah. And the grown man I, found like, that he loved it.
5: Yeah. Been, always wanted to do it, and at 37, finally <laughs> was able to, to
1: start. So, yeah. I think it's great. What is it? Like, what, uh, I mean, is there, is, how, how long have you been training with us? Probably
5: like six months, I yeah. guess. Yeah.
1: What do you, what do you, uh, I mean, has anything changed? Like, is anything like, what is it, What like, what has happened, you know, I don't know. What, what do you think about the six months you've been doing? I think it, it there's unlimited potential
5: for everything. Like, I, I see all you guys and how, how you carry yourselves and how, I don't know, just how positive you are and willing to help other people learn and are very patient with new people and... I don't know. I I see how you guys are, and like I want, I aspire to be, to be like you guys. You know.
3: I have definitely noticed you've gotten so much stronger too. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. it seems,
1: seems like it. Yeah. 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 It's great. Uh, stick with it, man.
5: Stick yeah. with us. It's it's, def- it's definitely frustrating because. Oh yeah. You know, it it seems like I'm not getting any any headway. Right. At all. Like it just seems like maybe my defense is getting a, a little
4: better, but. It is, man. That's the that's the biggest thing is when you think you're not getting, ma- or like as you said, making headway, you are.
5: Yeah.
4: You're actually making more than you probably were trying to make, you know? Because <clears throat> like I was explaining to you earlier, when I get you in a certain position, you don't like that, right? Hmm. You get out of it, what are you going to try not to do next time? Get right. in that same position, sure. you know? And if you keep getting it into it, you keep learning how to get out of it or how to not get into it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So having said that, you're gaining your defense. And that's really what a white belt is, is how do you, getting out of stuff and breathing. That's what I try to tell white belts or what I was told when I was a white belt. Just worry about getting out of stuff and maintaining a good breathing pattern. You know, not you know, just all right, here we go again. You know what I mean? Because you know you're going to get stuck in it. You know what I mean? I know that certain positions with a certain person is just going to keep happening if I allow them to, to get that position on me. Yeah. So it teaches you a lot of just preparation, you know, it's living in the moment. This kind of
0: that brings in something that I'm interested in about the whole BJJ lifestyle, to loop it around to what you said in the, in the beginning, which is you know, inside the dojo there's this sort of uh, pecking order, right? And it just happens because you're new, you know? Uh, And then people can be there for all that time and, and, you know, be sort of at the top of the pecking order. But it's interesting because, you know, it's 2015, right? A lot of the people who come into the club are super successful in their own lives, right? And they come in and they're forced into this situation where here's some guy who, you know, may have a very different job, may not even have kids yet or any of that kind of thing, who is just pounding (laughs) on you, totally beating you on every level. And that's a really tough thing on the ego. And for someone like me, you know, I've been involved in it a while, I think for a lot of people that's the big draw. Because you have to listen to someone talking to you like you're a white belt because you are a white belt you Even know? though
1: you may own yeah who knows what it is or, or, or you could have a successful business or, or whatever, whatever is, right and you've
0: already been through the trials and tribulations and outside of the academy you know your role with this person might be very different but inside it allows uh, i'm going to be a little bit gender specific here but it allows a, a, a man in 2015 to put themselves up against something that is really important it's really crucial right? Like, it's basically Mortal Kombat. Someone's trying to choke me out, right? Or, or you know, put my hurt arm you. in jeopardy or hurt me, whatever. You know, in a positive way. Right, right. In jujitsu right. positive, right. Right? right? But, that's a real objective point of view. I go, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> There's no rules that are going into that. It's just, that's that's the end of that. So you can't legal your way out, and you can't you know, social justice warrior way out and you can't do any, there's no other way out of it. You're just putting yourself into this situation. And uh, honestly, I think for young men, I think it's a, a very positive, I'm not saying it's not for young women, but I don't want to represent young women. Maybe you, uh, Amanda, you could speak to that. But I think f- it for, especially for my sons, for uh, younger men to be put in that realistic situation where everything's on the line, how are you going to react? And learning how to react calmly and intelligently and to become better at what you do because you work hard at it. And to listen to someone who's got more experience than you rather than just hate them on principle, you know? Certainly from the... I have two sons, from their point of view, it's a, do you have maybe a different point of view from a woman's point For of view? A woman?
3: Well, uh, so I don't say know. Young, I do. Personally, I think every single woman needs to do jujitsu or some form of martial art. Um, you know, there are, there are dangers out there, you know? Some areas are more dangerous than others, but it's good for every single woman to learn some sort of self-defense. Jiu-jitsu is perfect um, for self-defense. You know, it put you, puts you in tough situations, it makes you feel uncomfortable, and it teaches you how to get out of situations you don't want to be in or positions you don't want to be in. Um, you know, I th- for sure, I'm a big-time spokeswoman for other women doing jiu-jitsu or any martial art you know you learn life-saving techniques on how to get yourself into dangerous situations
1: so as the young your youngest member of our group here how old are you what's Um, your name how old are you tell us tell us the details
3: my name is Jason I'm 12 years old and I've been doing jiu-jitsu for about six
1: why do you like jiu-jitsu do you like jiu-jitsu yes why do you like? What's your favorite part about doing jujitsu?
3: That I get to learn from other people. Yeah. And f- learn from higher belts and help other people learn. What belt are you? I'm a yellow.
1: Close. Have you competed at all?
3: Yes, many times. Yeah.
1: Do you like competition? Yeah. You
3: gotta
4: yes.
1: say it because they can't hear you. <laughs> <your head>. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But I answer for you, I guess. Yes. Um. When you think of like the the jujitsu lifestyle, have you um? What do you think, like, jujit? What is the benefits of jujitsu besides like jujitsu? You know what I mean. Like, if you se- eat,
2: eat better,
3: seen
1: it, or right. have you seen it benefit your life in other ways?
3: Yeah, I've. I'm more. I'm not as. Like, I'm
2: not.
1: <laughs> it's tough question, right? Yeah, it is a tough question, man.
3: I'm not. Don't as worry, tense. I fold it, too. I'm not. I'm like. <laughs> I'm more smooth about how things go. I'm yeah. not always, oh, I'm gonna beat this person. I'm just, oh, I see how it goes.
1: Um, so, I mean, my perspective of the whole thing, I guess, would be like um, that. That my my answer would ch- has changed probably throughout the whole thing. And if you asked me this like five years ago or six years ago, I probably would have had a different answer. And it's continuously changing. I think like. It, yeah. And I think that, like, what you just said, man, was what actually I feel right now in a lot of things, like, whereas things that used to make me super stressed are like, now I can just be like, I can deal with it better, Um, but I also think, like, part, and which ties into part of it for me right now is, like, um, um, I can deal with, like, I I, I get, you know, like, it's like, part of it is, like, I like to test myself and to see how miserable things can get for me, like, when I roll. So if I roll with people that, like, um, I let it go some places sometimes where I can, like, and it's not because I really like pain or because right now I feel like my personal growth comes from (laughs) me being in the worst and most miserable space and just dealing with it. And, like, somehow that is helping me in my life. Um. It's helping me a lot right now.
4: Yeah. I feel like my personal experience with transitioning from one gym to another um, has just found that, you know, I thought I just got my purple belt a month and a half, two months ago. And I mean, I thought I was top dog. I truly did. And I expected to come into Port City and be one of the top dogs right off the bat. You know, that's just me being real. Like yeah. the, the confidence and, you know, maybe a false confidence which I feel like you can find anywhere, in any kind of sport or anything you do. Um, but I, I had a different, I, I thought I was, like I said, gonna come in and I was just gonna be the top dog. And instantly, not only was I not the top dog, but I, I mean I, I felt like my first week I was like, what is going on? Like, where is everything I know? Why can't I hit it? Why can't I do anything? But there was a lot of things coming into it. I was coming off an injury. I was coming off some personal stress. So I wasn't I was thinking too much. I wasn't allowing my body to do what it knows it can do. I wasn't resorting back to all the hundreds and thousands of times I've done certain moves over and over again. I wasn't going back to my basics. And I wasn't having fun. And so when I started having fun, um, got out of my own head, I feel like my jujitsu came right back. Yeah, I, I mean that, I got that's that, that's that camaraderie tough, that's that a I transition. wanted. You know, I wanted that camaraderie and for me, I was willing to give up jiu-jitsu to, do, to fix a certain situation. didn't want to, but I was willing to do it because, you know, I chose my family first. But I was able to get that family thing back. I was able to train with my son here, Jason, um, and I was able to not discourage, like, I guess old Gabe would have just been like, I quit, I'm out, forget it, you know, that's it, I wash my hands and I'm done. Whereas. You know jujitsu Gabe looks at it like, no no, no no, 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 I'm not giving up here. This is only a bump in the road. I've got to find my way. What is my way? you know and, and everything fell into perfect place with coming to port City. Talk to one person, yeah, you should just stop by. checked with another person, oh, you're always, you're definitely welcome. you know okay, I felt a little more comfortable about myself. so I made the, I made the, the leap into it. but now I have my son training with me. I have my son doing photography with me. Uh, I have my son teaching me things about life that old Gabe I think wouldn't have been receptive to now I'm receptive to anyone you know because I've, I've trained with world champions 6 year olds or 12 year olds rather and world champion 50 year olds 30 year olds 20 whatever it is so having said that I know that there's certain people in, in the gym right now I will never be better than and I'm fine with that I'm totally fine with that you know why because Tyler's what 24 years old I'm 37 years old. Let's let's be realistic here. You know, Jeff, he's 20 years old. Why am I not going to catch him? Because he's just going to progress faster. Am I always going to be a threat? Possibly, you know, and I'm fine with that. But for me, being 37, I look at it as longevity, you know. If I can hang with these guys, if I can make it longer every step of the way for them to submit me, that's where I'm. I'm walking away win with me. I don't care if they submit me 20 times. If I make it hard for them to do it, and then I'm satisfied. #Hashtag
1: Roll Forever. Right. Exactly.
4: #Hashtag
2: Roll Forever. Exactly. And we have
1: an awesome time with all those guys, man. Like right. I'm 40, you know, yeah. and I'm hanging out with the house cat, who's Je- you know Jeffrey the house cat. He's 20. Uh, he's my man you know yeah. he's great exactly. it's it's great for me to hang out with all those different people um, every night if they're if they're putting it on me or I'm putting it on them or whatever it is you know and those guys like they're tough mm-hmm. they're tough Definitely. They're tough for sure they push me you know Definitely. like I hopefully am pushing somebody they're pushing me um, but so the awesome part is like you know we're, we're sitting outside right now and uh, we just had mats set up like we were taking pictures of Tortuga stuff. We're right Crash next to the tomatoes. ocean. I, you might be the ocean We're the right next yeah. to the ocean. We got my daughter here. We got like all, you know, kids here. That to me, I guess right now is like if you're, if you were to, I mean, a, a, along with everything else, competition, eating good, whatever it is, all is making yourself a better person. Uh, but this is what like. The camaraderie is the most important. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a hell of a camaraderie when there's three feet of snow on
0: the ground you dig yourself out you get in the car it's freezing you drive to the academy get out walk in the academy it's exactly the same as it always is right you got the mat you got the people you got the you know the equipment. Done. I love that, too, man. I think it's something special about doing it here in the Northeast. It's, it's okay. harder. It's not as easy to get oh, it man. together. Oh, yeah, man.
2: It's, it's got to be tough right. anyway. To right. I'm not going to
0: say that it's better in the Northeast. Nah. That, that Jiu-Jitsu nice. in the Northeast is better than it is anywhere else. Yes, it is. It's pretty good but, in San uh, Diego, too. <laughs> <but> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's it's not, it's, but I understand. I wouldn't say But they not as dedicated that. as right. us. You it's, got not, a, it's not me that's saying that. you got to shovel. you got to shovel to get there. Just saying, if you're not shoveling to get there, you're kind of missing out on some of the BJJ life. Yeah. Stuff, oh, yeah, I
4: think. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, like torn up shoulders and yeah. bad <laughs> backs. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Especially the snow we yeah, had this year. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah like it's definitely not as, as convenient. Compete, compete
4: after having a shoveling injury. That's, yeah. that's always my favorite. All right, so that was or awesome.
1: Injury. Um, you guys, thank you very much okay. for coming out and training with us. We're going to do it again. Um, thanks to the Tortuga Soap Company, Crash Kimonos, Gabriel Richards Photography.
0: Of
5: course, Port City Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, I mean, that's the home
1: reason why of the, the Shark, shark Tank. Yeah, home of the
0: Shark Tank. Yeah, that's the reason why this podcast exists. Anyway. Dog, please ah.
1: protect your neck. All right. Thank you. Thanks guys. And good night. And good. Cool. Check the dog. Thank you. For-